Hello and welcome to She's Creative with me, Claire Hodgson. Each episode, I chat to a different woman who works within the creative industries, discovering how she turned creativity into a career. Just a quick note that my audio on this episode isn't as 100% clear as others because I may have accidentally recorded from my laptop rather than my mic, ironically while interviewing a radio presenter. Uh, My guest on this episode is my friend Katie Johnston, who is a presenter and journalist. She's the weekday drive time host for Capital Scotland and has previously contributed to BBC The Social, worked as a runner and researcher for BBC Scotland's The Nine, and has written for titles such as The Herald, The Scottish Sun and The Big Issue. Welcome, Katie. Thank you. That one sounds like, are you going through my LinkedIn there? I love it. (laughs) That's pretty much the research I've been doing so far is stalking people's LinkedIn profile. (laughs) It's great, honestly. I forgot half those things, so that's what's... (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me, Claire. Honestly, I'm really excited. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Um, To start things off, where did you grow up and what did your mum do for a living? Right, so I grew up in Aberdeen. um, Very exotic. Uh, And my mum, my mum worked in marketing. When did you know that you wanted to do presenting and journalism? Do you know what? I think I always knew that I wanted to do something... Um, I, I, to honestly, I wanted to be an actress, didn't I? Like, realistically, that was my dream. I, I was a wedding singer. I wanted to be on a stage. Like, that was definitely what I wanted to do. I mean, I went to blooming auditions for all the drama schools fresh out of school. And it took kind of that experience for me to realise that wasn't what I wanted to do. Um, not just because they rejected me. Um, <laughs> but I think that I wanted to... I've always known that I wanted to um, to talk for a living, um, and I think that that felt like a way in. And it was only after I went to uni and kind of started to care a bit more about the world, the state of the world, social issues, and actually just live a little that I realised that you know you can use your voice to to do something more. And that was that was kind of what brought me into where we met. We met um, on a postgrad uh, doing journalism. And I, from there, just communication's always been my passion and it's come in various forms along the way. But to be honest with you, when I was little, I think it was definitely, I saw it as theatre. And I suppose to a certain extent what I do is theatre now. Mm-hmm. Um, just a one woman show that's quite often, uh, people probably switch off to. <laughs> but uh, so I think it took me to a little bit later on to work out kind of where I wanted to channel that energy and what was the best fit for me mm-hmm. um yeah but always had communication kind of in me and I knew that was what I wanted to do yeah that theatrical side must have really lent itself to the presenting like it must have been much easier for you to get into well I think that it was just kind of a new way of performing that kind of brought a little bit more I don't know yeah do you know Maybe I wasn't, I just wasn't very good, but that, <laughs> but I had a lot of energy. <laughs> no, but genuinely, and I think that it just, it's something that I, now I look at that kid that was auditioning for these kind of drama schools and stuff, and I don't even recognise that. Like, it's just not me at all. Mm-hmm. But I kind of, it was just misplaced uh, passion. And I, yeah, so I don't know, growing up, obviously watching things like, uh, you're probably the same, like news round, Blue Peter, things like that, listening to the radio every day, kind of always knew that that was something that I was interested in, but had no clue how you get your start, how, how do these people get there? Mm-hmm. 
um, you know. And so what just like applying for drama school. <laughs> it was just bizarre. I mean, yeah, I, so I did a few auditions straight out of school and, you know, I had like, I mean, honestly, I went and did like higher speech, like higher drama effort for them. Obviously I was a kid. Um, yeah, it was, it was, the, I went to uh, RADA and the second I walked in the room, I was like, oh no, I, this is not what I should be doing. Um, and I had to, and it's no disrespect because obviously like, I am, I love the arts. Like I'm still so passionate about theatre and so many of my friends that pursued uh, theatre as a career are just incredible and I'm just in awe of them. But I just walked in that room and went, oh no, you're slightly off here, Katie. This isn't actually <laughs> where you should be at all. Um, but yeah, I know, good experience, I suppose. <laughs> Yeah, did you apply for like all the big ones? Because I didn't actually know that, I don't think. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I went to the conservatoire here in Glasgow. Yeah. Um, and then I, then rather, then I went for the big guns and I'm cocky. Um, was it but, like a proper audition? Like you had to go yeah. in, do like a monologue? Then, uh-huh. And yeah. well, some of them you had to perform a song. Um, and then I, I got quite far. <laughs> one of them and then brag uh, and then they made you kind of do this improv thing where you had to kind of pick an animal to be and kind of go about the room classic and yeah oh and and honestly I have nightmares about it because I picked a fly <laughs> so I was just buzzing about the place and that was the moment when it hit me and I was like no this is wrong <laughs> and clearly the people at the conservatoire agreed because they didn't <laughs> take it any further. But yeah, you you did English Lit at Glasgow. I did, yeah. How mm-hmm. much do you think that helped your your career? Well, I think it helped me realise I didn't want to do English Lit. Uh, again, another kind of muddied... I, you know, it sounds weird because I think I've kind of always probably secretly known that I wanted to do radio or telly or something like that. But I think like I say it was just getting lost in translation and English for me was definitely a stopgap I was just thinking well I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna do something mm-hmm. I like English uh, so that'll work and I always liked writing um as well so kind of hence the journalism but yeah English uh, when we got to that final year that's when I went in for my work experience at Capital and it was when everyone else was kind of figuring out whether they wanted to stay on and do teaching or uh, do a PhD, like do, go on a master's and PhD, do that kind of academic route or really working out whether English was their passion. And that's when I realized I was like, well, I enjoy reading. I like writing, uh, but none of those routes appealed to me. So I went into, I put my thing in for work experience at Capital and a heck of a lot of other places. I actually applied to the Capital work experience thing with a cv that was entirely about magazines because i stuck the wrong one on the, the email mm-hmm. so, <laughs> i'd applied to like this summer program at like heat magazine or something mm. and it, <laughs> of course that was what i attached to the the application and i remember james who was my producer for years after uh took me in to kind of see if i would be a good fit for this work experience and he was like you know, for someone who's applying for a radio gig, you've written a lot here about, you know, how you don't want print to die. <laughs> I don't know if you get this, but definitely my personality type is sometimes I just hit a, a bit where I'm like, oh my goodness, like you need to just, I can be really unproductive for a really long amount of time. And then one day I'm just like, no, like, let's do it. We're just 
gonna boast this I feel exactly the same way about myself honestly yeah and it, I don't know what it is it's like a proper like something happens and I just decide right this is it done done sitting about we're gonna make it all happen and there's a mad kind of 48 hour period where I just will do mm. that thing so it was one of those kind of moments hence why everything got muddled and I attached the wrong CV and all but I that's when I started to look into the journalism courses that's when I started to think about different ways to use my voice that were more suited to kind of my personality and what I thought I could bring that was maybe a bit unique and and yeah so I just saw on Capital uh, on their website that they were taking work experience took a punt at it um, royally messed up the application but hey don't know must have done something right because I got in the room what was that experience like it was good so it was it was interning on the breakfast show um and it was like initially a week and then it was days here and there and well even years later when when we were hanging out at uni um I was going in again then because I did more so you know it, it what started as a week ended up kind of becoming well that's why I'm working there now um but it was it was making teas and coffees and kind of sitting in on the show seeing how it all happened and you know trying my best to come up with content for for professionals for people who do this every day and, and bless them uh were so nice to me when my ideas were probably rubbish but it was just when I got in the studio and when I was sitting there um watching it all happen and the the pace of it the callers the kind of um finally uh caring about Taylor Swift and Little Mix would would pay off in a career (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just this kind of eureka moment where I thought all this confusion and not really knowing where I want to go and what I want to do it was a real moment for me where I thought oh my goodness like this is something that I could definitely do and I think maybe well so yeah it was a great experience and you just kind of stayed in touch like over the years and then yeah so I was still as I say still in, in at Glasgow doing English Lit then uh but I checked out kind of emotionally at this point because I was just trying to work out what was next because I knew that I was realistically just kind of waste not wasting time but I you know there's you know that, that's the truth um so, so yeah I that was when I said but okay well if I'm gonna do this radio thing or if I'm gonna do broadcasting I need to get the qualifications under my belt to you know because there's no way I could go in and run a desk now I've got no clue how these buttons work or what this is about I applied for the kind of broadcast journalism course that we did because I thought it covered all basis you know maybe I've had to change a heart before maybe something else would be the one um and I that was it that was kind of what motivated me from that point on but always keeping in touch with uh, my producer James at Capital um, and eventually, well, after kind of coming in and doing the odd bit of work experience here and there throughout that postgrad, um, he offered me overnights. So that was like one till four a.m. some some weeks, and other times it was four to six a.m. kind of early breakfast cover. Um, and that was the first time that I'd ever been live in charge of the desk, and obviously making so many mistakes. Uh, pressing ad breaks over the weather and doing like just really messing everything up I mean I did an interview with Nicholas Nicholas Sturgeon two months ago mm-hmm. and I played the wrong song like I mean I still make mistakes all the time even though obviously it's a much bigger kind of opportunity now 
it happens and the only way you can learn is so I apologize to every uber driver every <laughs> everyone that was driving a lorry listening to this uh, a few years ago they must have thought they have lost the plot putting this people won't actually notice most of the time like yeah when, it doesn't yeah it doesn't help when you go you turn on the mic and you go oh i'm so sorry about that guys <laughs> uh you know but yeah i know what you mean my mum says that to me too when i yeah. when crying <laughs> no i know what you mean because like when when I worked in radio as well, like obviously it's different because it wasn't live, but I I made mistakes and I think most of the time people wouldn't even notice if they were listening to it, most, yeah. unless it was like really bad. But <laughs> <laughs> it has, yeah, clear it has been bad. But <laughs> but yeah, most of the time. And actually, do you know what? Just having that opportunity to mess up and and kind of learn that way was I was I'm so grateful for. That experience and it was the overnight cover that led to oh well if one of the other shows are off like you can cover that too and then eventually got on as a travel presenter and drive now which is awesome um, and feel a bit mad <laughs> and if we go back to when you did the multimedia journalism course which is the yeah how we met um, how did you find that course would you would you recommend it to others that wanted to do the same kind of thing I would recommend it I, mean, I don't know like I I had two goes at it essentially as well so I was there for I outstayed my welcome uh on that course and and I, well not only like just the connections that you make like not even I'm not even talking about industry connections I'm talking about like you I'm talking about everyone that we met that was on our year like in our year mm-hmm. has gone on to do brilliant things and I think just like and also just pals you know uh I would recommend it for that alone but also I do think that they set you up pretty well for in terms of covering all basis and what you want to you know if, if you went in like me and were kind of thinking well I like to write I like to I like the idea of presenting I like this I like that and you weren't really sure you know, you come out of that with a fair few strings to your bow. I mean, don't ask me to do shorthand. Oh my God. No, I, <laughs> I cannot do short. I never, I never even got 60. Like I was dreadful. Oh. And um, <laughs> in Moira's class, like see when, when she would like make people answer questions, I'd be like, oh God, it's coming. And I would like go to the toilet so that she would yeah. ask me what it said. Oh, honestly. I'd be like the only person in the class. I was like, I, yeah, I would like say if we were sitting um, and I was next to like Hannah or Selena, I would know that they were good. So I would just, co- I would just copy them. I mean, honestly, yeah. it was like, I was just like copying people's, tra- I reverted into like high school mentality, you know, when you don't know like the answers in math, like that's what it felt like. It was triggering. Like, it was not good. Um, so, yeah, no, I would definitely, you know, even if you just use it for a shopping list, no, I wouldn't know what that meant. Beans? Is that beans? I don't know. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I just, I, apart, but although I have to say, most people on that course do use shorthand every day. So, yeah. like, it clearly works. So, like, again, that's the kind of personal choice for you, isn't it? You work out quite quickly whether you, you know, yeah. what, what your favorite bits are. For news, for news reporting, it definitely lends itself well, but I think maybe you don't need it as much with features. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was court reporting was the main one, wasn't it? And I, which I don't want to do. So, yeah, I mean, I just kind of worked out quite quickly that wasn't my thing. But I don't know. I, I know, I know people that use it every day and think it's brilliant. And I know people that probably were sitting doing the auto queue 
in those kind of mock news, news days and thought, well, I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to need this. Uh, so I suppose that was just the other side of the coin. I quite enjoy, especially during lockdown, when you're not looking quite so glamorous and you can just be stuck in a studio and the radio, like doing the radio has been quite good for that because who yeah. knows what's going on. <laughs> I'm in my jammies in that studio. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like if you're eating noodles at the mic, like no one's got a clue. It's fine. <laughs> Um, when, so was that Capital Gig, was that your first kind of dipping your toe into internship work experience type stuff or had you done other work experience or? I'd done work experience, um, at, like at a, a paper. So I didn't like prop, like, like, yeah, I'd done like at a paper. So I'd done print journalism and radio. That was the first time aside from like at school kind of we bits here and there at like local radio in Aberdeen um that was really the main thing so it's quite a unique progression really to have just come in uh completely naive to it all you know not not ever done it before and kind of go up like get the show that I've got so quickly and I'm really aware of that and you know I'm that's why I'm so hard on myself I think because a bit of me always thinks kind of it, you know you should have done more to get this kind of thing um but yeah that was kind of my first for me think like that because you obviously like deserve no, it's, it's, it's daft though isn't it and I, but I don't know I think it was just kind of that uh, I don't I don't know but you're always going to be harsh on yourself aren't you and I think that you're you're always just takes you seeing like I'm, I don't actually even get that much kind of stick really I'm sure people say things but I'd never really see it but you know I'm very aware of everything like criticism everything so I think I'm always the first person to say it about myself so that I don't <laughs> come across it and get a shock like I've had to I've had to delete my uh, google alerts for <laughs> <laughs> for like various spellings of my name because yeah. uh, I was getting a bit you know it was getting a bit bad like dangerous the amount that yeah. I was looking for like people saying negative things and and to be fair I it wasn't that much because why would anybody care <laughs> but you know that's yeah. The thing. yeah I think everyone thinks people care more than they do about you know their own mistakes or yeah yeah um, oh. people as well will think you're never going to see it you know so, yeah like, people think you're not going to see it but then you're like just don't say it I just oh yeah no no I know I guess we're all guilty of it though like I've definitely just celebs in the past like on twitter and <laughs> more like i mean all the time but i think i'm like mindful of it now i'm like oh you know they could see that yeah i know uh, yeah i think that and uh, i don't know it, it's another one where i kind of check myself and i think i it's i do think that celebrities are totally in a different ether like i'm not tweeting abuse constantly to any celebrities don't get me wrong but you know you kind of put yourself in a position where there's like millions of people who are going to have feedback um but I think that there's a kind of thing where you know who the heck's gonna take time of their day to tweet I don't know a, a radio station in, I don't know yeah uh, yeah although uh, they, they do <laughs> there's, all, there's always one um so when you were when we first met as well you were doing shifts at the sun yeah yeah and I, yeah. Just, I remember when I met you you were you said you were doing shifts and I was like I need to up my game like because I, <laughs> I think at that point I hadn't been paid to do any journalism and I was like oh man everyone in this course is so like impressive you know 
Um, but then also that's one of those kind of hideous icebreaker situations, isn't it? When everybody's like, they're like, oh, I mean, we literally, we threw balls at each other, didn't we? Catch the ball, tell some interesting facts. Oh, it was, that was torture. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there and I was just like, pull out your best stuff, Katie, come on. Everyone's gonna, you know, and everybody was doing that. And I, the sun stuff, was, do you know what? It was, it was brilliant. And some of my closest pals are the girls that I work with at the sun. And we, what I did for them was my, my mate Sarah was working there and she said to me, oh, we've got, an opportunity we're doing facebook live fridays and i was like what right fine uh, and we're getting different kind of artists on and we're doing a facebook live i mean they did at this point like no shade didn't like it was just someone like holding a phone like it was really really stripped back really kind of there was no kind of mics or any sort of setup and hence why they probably asked me she asked me to do it she's like we need a presenter like just come in and, and do that, you know, just good experience for you kind of thing. And from that, it kind of grew, but that was, that was the way in there. Um, pure nepotism. <laughs> so <laughs> No, no, she was just like, we need someone to do it. And she knew that I was a student and I was just like up for any opportunities. And it was just from that getting shifts on their social desk. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the way in there and it was just luck really and, and who you know kind of I hate saying that but that was that one instance it was that's why I'm kind of proud of the capital stuff because it was pure like just me out on a limb applying randomly um yeah yeah I mean that is the way so many of these things start is you know like connections and knowing someone and most yeah. of the time I feel like the way people get in the door and like gigs are ones that aren't announced anywhere it's just kind of emailing people or like hearing about something yeah um and you some people are really good at that though do you know what i mean i don't know like if there hadn't been an, a, a form on the capital website i don't know what i would have done but some people are so brilliant at that and even watching it kind of when we were students like going up and taking business cards and actually pursuing things and i don't know where my when i lost that rabbit in the headlights kind of like well you wouldn't want me though thing you know mm -hmm. um but i think as we're kind of getting kind of more confident or as you kind of start to know your worth a wee bit more thankfully that disappears but it's an intimidating thing to do really to kind of introduce yourself out the blue and make a connection try and like force your way in somewhere really uh -huh. but that's kind of a lot of the time how things work and what were your shifts so you did on the social media desk as well what what was the day-to-day um, -day like when you did social media shifts um, it was mainly, it was, well, a combination of finding stories and <laughs> picking the most salacious stories from the website and putting them on Twitter and Facebook and things. And, you know, uh, you know, you get, it's scary how good you get at finding and working out how to clickbait things, mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, you know, not always great, <laughs> but, but actually in radio you do a lot of that when you're teasing a link or whatever it's it's often it's basically clickbait thinking so it was good for me to to learn that that practice but yeah findings you're just kind of finding stories on socials and kind of getting stuff out there it was a really great great uh way to kind of work make those connections again and kind of like join all these bizarre community groups on facebook and find like different oh like, god yeah there's <laughs> actually a few times i've joined like random you know pages yeah. to, like keep tabs on stuff and you're always a member in them 
<laughs> well, like I've noticed that before. Oh, honestly, I'm in every single one. Do you know what my favourites are? Uh, Blushing Bride Scotland. Now that is great, and I feel actually, John, you know, there's been a lot of kind of awful things recently because everyone's had to cancel their weddings and stuff. But usually, some gems on there. Uh, the Deniston information page is truly the greatest page on the entire like it's the best thing honestly and i know because it's almost bonfire night there will be some fireworks posts and i'm very excited about it <laughs> there's always so much drama there's so much drama honestly just think that my friend now like sends me kind of screenshots of all the posts and i'm like i've seen them <laughs> love <laughs> love react or sometimes the care react you know so you you also worked for BBC The Social. Yeah. Um, can you, in case anyone doesn't know what BBC The Social is, can you talk through what it is and what kind of stuff you were doing? Yeah, well, BBC The Social is great for anybody that wants to, especially right now, actually, because a lot of people are kind of not... A few people have messaged me um, asking me, I think at, during lockdown and, and kind of beyond, what, how, do I, how do you make a start, especially with everything going on? And it's really unhelpful for me to say, oh, if you want to get into radio or telly, it's all about work experience. Right now, that is the most unhelpful thing anyone can say to anyone because, you know, it's just impossible um, with all the clearance and the masks and all, all this stuff. So uh, I would think the social is a really good way in for anybody, actually, that's got any creative ideas, whether it's, it's kind of comedy or whether it's journalism. So I, they basically produce all sorts of, videos and you know you've got that BBC affiliation straight away so that's that's awesome and that's a great feeling when a contract comes through when I you know when I, I, I kind of you, your your hundred quid comes through from BBC I mean that is a brilliant feeling like that is a, that's amazing just to see it and write in you know it, it, it's class so I would recommend working with those guys wholeheartedly they got in touch with me for my first video because I was unwell um, and I'd spoken about, I'd written an article in the Herald about kind of going through the process of getting my diagnosis of endometriosis. Um, and well, you were there through all of that, this, you know, this, how bad it was at the start. And I kind of just <laughs> got upset and, and angry and wanted to make sure that people were listening to this. And after I'd had my operation, uh, the team at BBC Social got in touch and just basically said, we'd love to do a film about this. And then I did a little series on women's health uh, issues and a follow-up video on that. Uh, so that was my interest straight away. And that's kind of, it's obviously not a, it's a really weird one when I talk about the health stuff actually, because I don't like the fact that it became, I know I do, I like the fact that it's a, it's a, it's a niche interest for me, obviously. I, you know, it, it changed my life really getting that diagnosis, but for, you know, <laughs> for a while I think I'm quite scared to talk about endo again now because I'm so worried that I'll be that kind of sick person again and I'm getting so like it sounds really dramatic but that's true because it did define my life for a long time but getting the opportunity to talk about that and raise awareness was a brilliant brilliant thing to do and I really was delighted to have that platform to do it um, and like I say so that was my kind of niche but whatever your niche is whatever you bring to the table um, they're really good they kind of assign your producer straight away once you get through that process you just you know, and then they'll work with you on ideas, whether it's a sketch or whether it's like me talking about your experience and what you've been through or anything, really. I feel like they just put out um, so much vast and varied content. It's a great way. And do you know if people, do people like pitch the social? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
they approached me, but I know lots of people, lots of people that have gone to them with just like literally just found a contact, that kind of thing, putting yourself out there, uh, fired off an email and then got assigned a producer. They workshopped it and then, you know, quick turnaround really had a video out very soon after. And I'm talking shot on iPhones, you know, no high tech kind of stuff, whatever you've got. You know, it doesn't have to be amazingly done. They could, sometimes they'll edit it for you. Other times, you know, might be something that you want to learn yourself and you can kind of do and they'll just help you through it. Um, a really great way to learn and, and build up a, a wee CV actually. Like, mm -hmm. they were brilliant. And from that, you also, was that how you got involved with The Nine or was that separately? The Nine, how did I get in? It was, that was, that was a, well, that was a work experience application kind of, thing again so that was one of those ones where I was just kind of had one of those days again and was scattergun applying to everything and also this new news program this new channel it's really exciting and and uh, you know it was the runner gig first and then after that I got some research shifts as well which was really interesting and again it's kind of that that's the bit I love just kind of talking to people kind of pairing people up with the stories and and using those social media <laughs> skills on do you know what honestly I remember that, that day at, at the nine when I because on at the sun like some of the, one of the ways we find stories is like on snap maps you know like yeah the snapchat thing and then you'd like go in on like a, a kind of hot zone and work out what was going on there and I was sitting on snap maps and I was really aware that I was in BBC Scotland and I was sitting on like it looked like I was just kind of on snap like I was doing I was just having a great time looking at people checking in on people's house parties but you know just looking for stories anywhere you could and that was basically the researcher role mm -hmm. and, and it, it was great yeah really really good um and from that kind of I actually did a Monday every Monday for six weeks and then got offered shifts after that so yeah it was it was over quite an extended time and then it turned into to paid work which is all you can really hope for with these work experience placements mm -hmm. it was I think that was definitely among like everyone in our course I think the majority of people got work through doing work experience and then that yeah not their first job it's, I feel for the ones that are going through it now because yeah I know you know they will they will get but it'll be a really different way and anyone starting a job right now it's a really weird one like not really meeting your colleagues or how does it work you know it's just it's really strange times and I think that whenever I'm having a bad day and I'm thinking god it's really hard to turn on a mic every day and try and think of something to make people feel happy you know you have to kind of stop and check yourself and think well actually how many people do I know that are working in the exact same industry as I am that haven't had a paycheck through the door for how long you know because there's no opportunity out there and you know it it's gut-wrenching you have to just shake yourself and be like wise up wise up and tell a joke about little mix and just stop <laughs> <laughs> like pull yourself together your life is not you know you're you're doing all right right now and it's just seeing some of the campaigning and things that I've seen people really fighting for their livelihoods mm -hmm. it's honestly I mean some of the campaigning has been phenomenal and I just hope that they get what they deserve I think one one thing that's improving is um there's more remote working which for some people yeah. is better because I think there will be more of a draw of people from outside London getting work yeah yeah which is really good 
but other than that <laughs> that's like one of the only things I know I know I know um, it's a it's a really it's a really tough one just now um and again actually do you know what I'm I could not be more of an advocate for people going and getting involved in that uh the social because I think that's a really good way in but it, it's hard to think of any tangible things like that right now and it's it's difficult when when people message and say oh what can I do because I would have people at this point I'm confident enough to I would have an intern or whatever I'm not sure how much they'd learn from me but just to have that experience of being in the studio and doing things like that but you know we're just not allowed um hopefully so hopefully soon it will get I know I know <laughs> yes right My, <laughs> let's positive positive thoughts here um, but yeah when when you did your your research or work at the nine what was a typical day like when you did that typical day was well they, we would go in and it was it wasn't like a crack of dawn start it was like which was good for me at the time being a student I was like good uh it was like after I'd gone about tennis and it would be like a meeting um where they'd kind of think lay out the basic strategy for the program what they thought might be going on obviously it's news that changes it was never the same program that we planned at that time in the morning as what it would be in the in by the time they aired at nine um and kind of even just that experience of being of standing I mean at the back and like observing what was going on and and making notes and kind of watching these you know very talented journalists kind of put their ideas out on the table it was really exciting um and then for me say I would be assigned uh like a, a, a story to work on and people to find um, that oh by the way really difficult things sometimes like because you have to have a, a balance you've got to get like say they're doing a story that you're really passionate about well you've, you've got to have a, a proper kind of brexiteer and someone like really right wing on the other side to kind of counter it and that's difficult because I don't know where I, some people I mean I really again these community groups like I've found some some people but uh, you know it was it was tough because we all in my circle like I could find very like creative people doing cool things and doing this and that. I mean, there's, there's lots of things that I, I could find, but some things were really challenging. So it was at some sometimes a really tough um, job, but really rewarding when someone that you've booked uh, ends up on on the sofa that night, because that was that's the beauty of that show. They have, it's kind of like a magazine show fused with, with uh, Reporting Scotland kind of straightforward news programme. Mm -hmm. um, so getting a guest physically sat there that you've, booked and got like got their taxi and got them sorted and got them there mm -hmm. that was that was really good and also you would work you would be in the kind of green room as well so it's a bit showbiz actually in the evenings which was quite fun and you've also written stories for the herald and the big issue yeah so how did that kind of work come about so I mean, I sound like a, a broken record here. The big issue was work experience again. And the Herald started as that. But as I say, when I was, um, when I was poorly, I reached out to a contact that I had made on work experience at the Herald. Uh, and I emailed her and said, why am I 22? And I have, it's taken me to be housebound in pain and I don't know what this thing is so we need to write about it like like can someone write about this and she was like well it's got to be you so mm -hmm. would you like to write about it and, and pitch it to us and that was weirdly because during that time I had to make the decision to kind of postpone uni because I had got so unwell and um, I that was actually my first proper 
commissioned like article and it had happened when I couldn't go into, you know, it was a really weird situation, but it was, it was brilliant. And that was my catharsis and my way of kind of. You know. And you, you mentioned when you wrote for the Herald, you wrote about your endometriosis. For those that don't know, can you just explain what that is? So basically it's when it's a condition that one in 10 women have actually, which blew my mind when I found out because I'd never heard of it. Um, it's when cells that replicate the ones that line your uterus kind of grow outside of your uterus and they kind of attach themselves where they shouldn't be and cause really painful sticky clots and, and cysts and they you know it can be really painful um, and I just thought I had really bad periods basically because it would come around every month and then I don't know if you remember but when I was at uni <laughs> like I would just be passing out I had, you know, I couldn't function at all. I got to the stage where I, like, couldn't walk at all, um, and I really, you know, I, I, I had no choice but to kind of drop out. I couldn't leave the house. I mean, remember you girls, like, one time. I mean, I would literally I had just gone green, and you had, I had to get taken home, and it was just awful. And for me, I was like, oh no, I'm just getting my career going. I'm just get on the right path now, and and my body just kind of was like, no, 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 you, you, you're done. Uh, and then turns out it was quite bad by that point because just blind denial for so many years but like my bowel was fused to my uterus and um I had loads of cysts and like one of my fallopian tubes was the same size as my womb it expanded so much it was a real mess um mm -hmm. and so that was why I became so passionate about making sure that people knew about this because the thought that I had just thought I was weak and, and couldn't cope with a bad period for all that time and then it had really like nearly destroyed everything like I thought that I was like I just thought I'd never be able to kind of restart my life after that because I didn't really leave the house for about three months after that because mm -hmm. I couldn't and you know it was it was pretty grim so that that was a real that ignited a real passion in me to speak more about women's health um and and yeah that's what brought on that article that's what brought on the social stuff so i'm not saying to everyone to go and develop a chronic condition but it does help <laughs> if you want something to write about get really sick i really would recommend it i guess that's one silver lining of something really horrible that you experienced that you know you got to tell your story yeah no absolutely and i think that um, it contributed to a wider dialogue. Um, at the time, we were talking about getting, uh, making sure that there were free period products, places, you know, that you're still going through Parliament, Scottish Parliament just now. Uh, Monica Lennon's done an amazing campaign for that. And, and you know, the on-the-ball girls getting free period products into into football stadiums and, and things like that. Um, hopefully we'll get back to them soon. Uh, but, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it was a part of a wider conversation about women's health as well, and it just kind of happened... Um, for me, a really inopportune moment, but I suppose for the rest of, like, my voice made sense within that rest of that kind of narrative. So uh, looking back, it's, it's a cool thing to have, to have been a part of all that campaigning and, and making sure that women's health is taken seriously and just watching yeah. all these girls kind of fighting for that was quite awesome. Definitely. And um, so now you've been a Capital presenter for a year, year and a half? Right? Well, I have been. I've been. I did the trap. Well, I know I more than that. So I did my first. Yeah. But they were sporadic, kind of overnight things. But I started on with Gary Spence. Um, 
in like yeah in about july yeah july last year my first show as the new drive time show really was january so where it's been a weird year um and i think yeah yeah really i'm honestly and i was joking earlier on before we started recording when i was saying really it's like i've been kind of I don't know, like shut away from society. It's really, obviously everybody has, but see when you start a new gig and you're going into it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get to talk to celebrities every day. It's going to be so glamorous. Like, look at this. Like, it's going to be so, you know, and it, it has been, it's been brilliant, but it's been a very different experience to the one that I maybe had thought mm-hmm. anyone would have thought this year was going to turn out like. But uh, yeah, it's kind of in it's like I go into that studio and it's like I may as well be on the moon that's what it feels like so because I live alone and everything now you know so it's an odd one because they're during the peak lockdown I mean like a lot of people don't get me wrong you know there were days months when I was just I didn't see another human yeah and so what's your your average day like now now um there's a little bit more happening thank goodness hopefully that lasts and um, my producer's in the studio with me now which is awesome um you know safe distance and all but it's just good to see someone but not on on a ironically we are doing this on zoom not on a zoom uh yeah so usually i will do a little bit of prep in the morning i always i kind of flick between radio stations in the morning just to see what people are chatting about get a feel for the news um and yeah then I go into work I don't go in till about one okay uh just because I don't finish till seven but I'm con- like I'm always thinking about the show but then I go in about one we kind of always have a little work and lunch situation now because it's just the two of us in the, in the, in the office usually um and just kind of chat through ideas you get the playlist sent through there's always competitions um which are good fun to work on because who doesn't want to give away you know, tons of money, especially during this situation. It's just so nice to hear people genuinely so thrilled um, to, that even, you know, even when you're giving away, like whatever you're giving away, just to give anyone to anything right now is just great. So chat through that, kind of make a plan, work out whether we can, we're going to get anybody on or whether we've got any big bits of content that we've been working on. Like at the Fringe, we had a comedian on more or less every day throughout August to kind of do a like a, an ode to like an homage to the festival that never happened kind of thing but that was awesome obviously that combines it's like we always try and put scotland first because the the capital drive show is the only scottish show now so those three hours a day are, are from scotland we want to make sure that almost every bit of content that we do is like in your face we love where we come from. We are like Scots, really heavily Scottish uh, content. So it's great when Lewis Capaldi, we play him every day, that's a gift. <laughs> In terms of me being lazy and going, oh yeah, there's our Scotland box. <laughs> uh, no, we try to put Scotland first to everything we do. So we try and workshop that. And then it's just, I mean, you, you know, I can't deny it. It's good fun just every way, every day, just like dancing about to the tunes. And that's what happens. I mean, that is literally, I go into that room and I'm chatting a wee bit singing about dance like singing dancing it, it it's it's good fun it's good fun songs or do you get like a a list 
Or are you not allowed to tell? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like we have, we get, we get a log and you can move things about, but more or less what we play, because everything that we play is like top 40, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's why people come to Capital. So there's not much scope for too much like moving about there. But I, as I say, that's what we're, that's what we do. That's what Capital's known for. So, you know, I think it would be quite rogue of me. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've, played some things <laughs> accidentally to be honest that I shouldn't have played like Sam Smith's got a new song Diamonds now I've played Rihanna Diamonds almost every time <laughs> well you can't go wrong with that so <laughs> no but I'm so scared I shouldn't actually say this I'm so scared that someone's going to contact me and be like yo why are we writing Rihanna a check this year <laughs> she's not <laughs> she's not released any music in a long time and I'll be like oh. the album it's so odd that's so weird I don't know I've not heard that song for years um how much of it's live and how much of it is like pre-recorded and well it's it's all live um well if we if we interview someone um even if we record it like two songs before to be fair to it we will like we will make sure that we pre-rec that like just while the show's running I can just put it into record mode and we'll record the calls then just in case anybody swears really but um mm. nothing's really edited every time I speak that's just that's just happening <laughs> which, is, which is why sometimes I wish it was pre-recorded do you plan what you're gonna say or do you just kind of wing it or is it a bit you know more? what like we sit and we do these brainstorms I think that's that was one of the things that I got had to kind of drill into me when I first started was that you can't you know no one really wants to hear you monologuing for like a a stupid amount of time like you need to keep your chat brief Mm -hmm. uh so what I do is I usually write an in and an out so Mm -hmm. I'll know what my I can I can kind of get around it if I know what I'm starting with and I know what the kind of punchline is almost it's almost setting up like a joke a lot of the time as well and you know what bits of audio that you're using. Um, I can kind of figure it out, but I always have to write down my out because otherwise I wouldn't stop. <laughs> We'd just be going round and round and round, you know, saying the same thing over and over. And that's, you kind of need that brevity. And that's why it's good to have someone in the studio with me to just be like, wrap it up, please. This agony. <laughs> I, whenever anybody texts me and says, not listeners, because I really love it when listeners text in their phone and that's just the best feeling ever. Um, you know, but if someone that I know texts me and says like, oh, that was good, or mm-hmm. if someone that you're like maybe trying to impress or whatever, and then they text you and they're like, oh, why are you laughing in the travel there? And I'm like, I couldn't say that, I couldn't pronounce that roundabout and it's really embarrassing because they know, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's fine when it's, it's like anything, is it? It's a, it's people that you, if it's an anonymous person that you don't know, it's kind of that you know that's awesome that they're listening. But if it's someone that I actually know and they, or someone that tells my mum, oh, did you hear Katie say saying that the other day? And she's like, she said what? You know? Does your mum listen a lot? She used to, but bless her, it was destroying her life. So she would like, she would like her whole day because she's been furloughed. Her whole day was like revolving around this show um and so I mean she was just kind of sitting down every day at four o'clock and, and I just I, I said I was like Jane right come on no like you can like do something else like it's, mm-hmm. it's too much and then one day she didn't listen and then I phoned her after the show and I was like 
what a terrible show it was off on. She then she convinced herself that it was because she didn't listen. Oh no, bless her. Oh, <laughs> she's over it. She's over it. She's fine now. <laughs> she was like, oh no, and she didn't tell me. She's like, oh, I like that that bit. And, you know, she was trying to lie, and I, I got it out of her eventually. That she hadn't listened, and that was like, you know, so. <laughs> I, I, I prefer it when, because I know my friends do listen, but I prefer it when they maybe don't tell me while I'm on air, because I will freak mm -hmm. out. Yeah, I remember um, when when I worked in Dundee and I did news shifts, I would like, the news would be pre-recorded. And yeah. a few times I went to my hairdressers like afterwards and it was like playing the station. And it was me like saying news while I was in the hairdresser and it was the strangest thing, like, Oh, that's so weird. Much. I was like, oh my god, I can't listen to it. That is so strange, isn't it? Honestly, yeah, I, yeah. I've never heard myself like on that. That would be so surreal. Yeah. And you're like, do you know who I am? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> What's it like interviewing celebs? Is that one of the the perks of the job? Well, I mean. It's amazing, and I that that's kind of, you know, one of the things that I was obviously most excited for with with this gig, and I think that, um, you know, Capital they're they're brilliant, with so many connections and so many cool celebs. Kind of we can, we have the chance to speak to, which is awesome. But again, given the circumstances this year, it's been tricky because there's been no live events really in Scotland, so it's been. Slim pickings. We've we've done a few kind of Zoom things. I mean, before this, you know, we were opening for different artists. Like, I mean, try to think of examples of people I've spoken to that'll be impressive. I, I always go to the still game lot. I mean, I know that's just like a very Scottish thing, but honestly, see sitting and having a laugh with Isa from Still Game, you can't beat it. That was one of the best days yeah. interviews I've ever done in my life. Um, and we like Tom Walker, Mabel, um, Jonas Blue, we opened for him and, and Good Boys and that was at SWG3, remember when we could go to gigs and stuff, it was class. Uh, we had big plans for kind of transmit and you know any artists that were coming to the hydro and things like that and it's just, it's just been a weird one. Mm -hmm. But what has been really cool actually, and it's not like some star studded thing, but we've had a lot of time recently to interview kind of local heroes and people that have really like community champions which has been a really rewarding part of this job because I've just thought you know I wanted to make sure that we were highlighting that especially when we were all you know eight o'clock clapping at the door doing all the things we were doing and um, it just felt right to use the station to do a bit more of that uh, so we've spoken to some amazing people although not necessarily all the A-listers that I might have thought I'd been speaking to but it's been better it's yeah. been great. And yeah. um, what was it like interviewing Nicola Sturgeon? Oh my gosh, it, I was so nervous. Like yeah, I was, I, I was freaking out. And I think that someone said to me just before I did it, um, oh, this is brilliant because you're the only like young woman that I've seen interview her. And then in my mind, I was like, well, I was like, that's brilliant. But then in my mind, I was like, oh my gosh, like I, that feels like a lot. That feels like a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. And I think that being capital as well, I was quite mindful of not going off on one, not like, not really, but like not getting too, like, see, it's not getting too serious, which sounds ridiculous. Cause obviously what we're talking about is people's livelihoods and it was so serious, the whole nature of the thing. But when you've got the kind of 
you want to keep the brand in mind, keep the station in mind and keep the listener in mind who's probably sick to death to a certain extent of hearing, you know, things on the news that are that are upsetting them. They turn they tune into our station to to be uplift like have uplifting music and feel good about themselves and kind of switch off from all that noise. So obviously the, the opportunity to speak to Nicola was my friend Nicola uh, was was great. But um, I was trying to kind of like toe that line and, and there was a lot going on in my head personally just thinking like you know how do you do this and how do you carry this off um but she was absolutely brilliant I mean she was she's she's an excellent speaker so she was really good and she she helped me do toe the line with the capital stuff and make sure that it was kind of on brand for us by introducing she introduced like a Lady Gaga song she's like rain on oh, me oh that's amazing yeah and I was like this is incredible like I cannot believe I've got her to do this it was yeah that was class um so no it was good and I think we're going to be speaking to her again soon um which doesn't get easier I still feel exactly the same way I still feel really stressed about it but yeah she she was great and we kind of it took the heat off myself a wee bit but also was conscious of wanting to do this we got listeners to send us questions um so they sent us voice notes asking Mm. about things that were really concerning them because it's all very well me standing and asking questions that, that I care about but that's not the point we're lucky enough to have such a broad TSA and, and a lot of listeners and so we just put it to them and we got some brilliant questions and and she she was great with it so I'm excited for the next one actually although still nervous <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be fine um have you have you gotten used to all the like technical stuff now is there quite a lot of there must be a lot of different buttons and things to press. There's a, it's, it's like a spaceship, honestly. It's overwhelming. <laughs> There's so many buttons. Uh, no, I mess up all the time. Uh, like, I am, I'm, I'm like, and they can trust me in the room alone. That's what I would say. And I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I can, I can competently kind of edit and I can, I can, everything goes fine. Like, there's not usually any issues. Sometimes I, like, play the wrong song or play something too early but I think that's that's anyone in their job will occasionally do something wrong I think it's just like when people are, you're you think that people are listening uh, critically and um, also we do this hideous thing where I get <laughs> twice a week we pick a random hour of my show me and like three of my bosses and go through it mm-hmm. and analyze all the things so <laughs> I, I don't know that's great for my you know personal growth it doesn't feel great all the time <laughs> but that's just like any job isn't it you, you yeah. do that you... so it's just like a so, random like a, a per- uh, not a person shopper what's the word a secret shopper yeah that's it and literally like oh I think we'll pick last Tuesday at four was that good and I'll be like what did you do last Tuesday at four and it's always something horrendous like I've always said something like totally awful um but no I mean I no I, no, but even daft things like you just listen to step back and you're like, oh, what a cringe! Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't. No, that I, doesn't. I, I, yeah. I'm yeah, I know exactly. You know, yeah, exactly. And it doesn't go away. Like you just, that's just how it is. So no, I think that listeners who have been with me, uh, which I from the beginning, will know <laughs> that I have improved a lot on that desk. It is crazy how much. But definitely, I'm still personality first the tech stuff is something that I've had to learn as I go for sure and actually weirdly one good not good thing because nothing really good to come from this but one thing that I've been able to do 
while there's been no events, while there's been no like distractions is really hone that craft and really get better at it. Like I do think that I've come on a lot more than I would have had things been normal. And just to kind of finish off, do you have any general advice for anyone that wants to do the kind of thing that you do? It's, a, it's such a weird time right now, but I think however you can like just annoy people. I mean, I honestly think that I just pestered so many people um, along the way. And I did learn to do what I saw other people doing, which was just getting an email address really like not relentlessly. I mean, don't get yourself blocked, but just ask if you see anything that's happening and say, spare pair of hands. Do you want help with that? Capital do an amazing thing. We've got street stars. And when live events kick, uh, like, kick back up again, we're going to have, you know, more people on our street team. And that's a brilliant way in you know students are uh, uni's happening student radio is still a thing you know get involved with that i wish i'd done that um and yeah just just pester folk and don't really as much as possible try not to take no for an answer i mean just you know there are it 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 can't like there must be ways in now there's not i mean obviously my dms are open my emails always there people want to to get in touch and I, I wish I could be more helpful right now and physically just say to people yeah just, just come in uh, tomorrow and, and we'll sit and we'll, we'll talk about it but it's tough and I think just also not being afraid to like pursue all sorts of different avenues with it like just any sort of if you know like with me I knew that I wanted to do to use my voice for something and I knew that I, what my skill set was but I didn't know what it would end up being um, and I think that just like not being afraid to like try different things and that's why our course that we did I would say was 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 great because you got to try so many different things but if you think if you've got a passion for it just har- like email harass me on email and for goodness sake I'll reply eventually when we've got gigs and we can make sure that we can get something set up but it's just showing you're keen really isn't it make as many teas as possible until you get a go behind the mic That was presenter and journalist Katie Johnston. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at KatieJJo. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. If you like this episode, please subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps boost in the charts. You can find the podcast on social media at She's Creative Pod and I'm on social media at underscore Claire Hutch. See you next time.